At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your daily podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team, the Charlotte Hornets. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us after the Hornets got back to 500, a big, big win in Dallas, 118-99 to 99 over the Mavericks. And to help me break it down, the Hornets manager of social media and communications, Diana Biffle, making her HHC debut. Diana, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to, to be here. It is great to have you with us, and, and let's just get right into it. A huge win for the team, convincing margin, basically won it start to finish, and I'd say the biggest story, is, aside from the overall excellence of team play, was LaMelo Ball. 22 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, career highs across the board, far and away his best game. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. It was what a way to end the year, right? Going out with a bang for sure. Um, but yeah, this was, it was so much fun to watch our, our bench really step up. Um, you know, it was great to see that we had such depth with Gordon and Terry. Just maybe they didn't light it up this game, but then we saw Miles and Lamella really step up and both, um, really make an impact in a balanced way. You know, a lot of people talk about Lamella's passing ability, but here he really showed, um, that he can contribute the entire game and he plays hard no matter what. So that was, that was awesome. And he certainly seems to fit into the style of play that James Borrego had had wanted this team, quite frankly, to be playing for a couple of years now, just maybe didn't have the personnel. Uh, now he does, and we're seeing how players like Terry Rozier and Devontae Graham, who had really, really good years a season ago, but truly do fit into that style. And LaMelo and Gordon Hayward are just tailor-made. Whether they're shooting well or not, the ball flows offensively. They're willing to pass up good shots for great ones, and we see the result here in a, in a 
very convincing win over a team that has an undeniable superstar. Yes, you know, JB mentioned a couple games ago that he wanted to see more rhythm offensively, and I think we really started to see that tonight, and and they're starting to really smooth that uh, offensive flow out. One thing that's interesting, to me at least, is that this squad has yet to really play a perfect game. Uh, you know, I don't think it's a shock to anyone to say for me to say that Gordon Hayward struggled with his shot on this occasion. Uh, at one point, he was one for eleven from the field, ended up with eleven points, seven rebounds, three assists. He, he certainly contributed throughout. But I guess my point is, you know, this wasn't a game where the starting five all played lights out and then the bench chipped in. It was more like the starting five uh, didn't necessarily have their best offensive first half, and the bench carried them. Yes, for sure. I, I think it was really refreshing to see the bench step up and to see, I mean, like I mentioned, just to see depth that we haven't seen in the last couple of years. It's, it's been, you know, really leaning on our top two scorers, Terry and Devontae, and then knowing that, you know, if they didn't have a big night when it came to scoring, that we may not see a win. And so that that's really a relief to see that you know miles seems to be taking a, a jump and seems to be dangerous from behind the arc and that's huge um so yeah i'm, I'm full of excitement for the for this coming season likewise likewise speaking of the bench miles bridges 20 points another solid effort for him plus a career high 16 rebounds and the rebounds are big because this was a dallas team that while they do have certainly some guys with size there isn't that imposing presence uh but this is back-to-back games now that the horn have won the rebounding battle, doing it with an excellent team philosophy. But Miles Bridges is kind of that X factor in that he is a high flyer, superior athleticism, even in the NBA. He's someone who can make up for the fact that the Hornets are shorthanded at center with Cody Zeller injured by just going out there and, and saying, I can jump higher than everyone else in this building and snaring 15 boards on any given night. Absolutely. I know that's been something I think a lot of people have been paying close attention to with Cody Zeller out. Well, what were we going to look like when it comes to rebounding? And Miles really um, crushed the boards tonight. Actually, I, I think it was his career high in rebounding with 16, 16 rebounds. So that's pretty phenomenal. Big, big win for the Hornets. One of the biggest parts of it is, as we have started now, an 11-game stretch over the course of 18 days, several back-to-backs in that, several three-games-in-five-days situations. This this is going to be a very, very busy schedule for this team. They were able to essentially clear the bench at the end. Vernon Carey Jr. made his debut for the Hornets, also saw Nick Richards get into a game, uh, you know, not as if they played, you know, a considerable number of minutes, but any minute that you can get your starters off their feet and give them a break in the action, uh, save their legs for the next day is going to be important over this three-week stretch. Certainly. I think Coach JB has really shown a strong ability to manage each of these players' time on the bench and on the court. I know they did that last year. We had a pretty uh, very different, but a pretty brutal schedule for a few stretches um, last season. And, and JV did a really great job keeping everybody um, well-rested and uh, performing really well and really really healthy. Well, there's much, much more to talk about this game. We have Diana with us, and she knows everything about social media when it comes to the Hornets and just in general around the NBA. So we're going to break down uh, the impact, the immediate impact uh, this team has had on the team's social media following. But before we get into that, want to encourage everyone to 
Think about season ticket packages. I know 2020 and 2021, uh, you know, this year is probably going to be, at least for the foreseeable future, without fans. But the 2021-2022 season is right around the corner, corner, and season ticket packages are already available, and you can guarantee your price now. For more information, call 704-HORNETS or head to hornets.com to live chat with a season ticket representative. Hello, Ball. Brings it up the floor. Ball, using a screen from Bridges. Puts up the three. It is good. LaMelo Ball is on fire right now. Here on the Hornets Hivecast with us after a big, big Hornets win. 118-99, to the final score in Dallas. Our special guest host today, it is the manager of social media and communications, Diana Biffle. And you are the last, you are officially the last uh, guest of 2020. We, we finally wrapped up this year. Awesome. I'm, I'm honored to be closing out the year uh, with you here, Sam. We're, we're ready to turn the page, but before we do, the 2020, uh, while there's been a lot of hardship and heartache uh, for for everyone across the country and across the globe, there have been those silver lining moments where we find some joy and find an escape, and the NBA has certainly been one of those. And Hornets fans have been able to escape into uh, the, the image and the potential of what may be to come with this team, particularly around LaMelo Ball. I'm not sure if the numbers are in for tonight. I know there were several big plays, and LaMelo has a big following. But what has been the impact on social media around the Hornets having his addition and having uh, this team playing in the style and fashion that they do? It's really been an enormous impact. Um, The LaMelo effect is a very real thing. Um, We're so excited about all of the moves that the Hornets have made during the offseason um, from really from the draft lottery on, we've seen a steady increase across the board on our social media channels in terms of new followers, uh, heightened engagements, increased impressions, more video views, more just overall interaction with our fans, which is amazing because we uh, hate that we're not able to see our fans in person you know everybody across the organization misses seeing our fans and interacting with them so to be able to connect with them even if it is through social media has just been incredible so since really in the first month after the draft we saw an increase in impressions on our social channels of almost 600 percent um nearly 900 percent increase in engagement over that same time period um, and 1,430% increase in video views. What was that? 1,430% increase in video views. Um, so that, to give you an idea of how many views were in that first month since the draft, it was 9,800,000 video views. So um, it's just, I mean, a lot of those were just, some of them were just mellows, um, selfie video that he took the night of the draft that was actually one of our top tiktok videos that we ever posted um tiktok also we saw just a big jump there overall because Lamelo has a bigger audience kind of in the younger demographic that is so active on tiktok so we actually had um one tiktok video exceed one million views and two videos exceed three million views all three of those with Lamelo um in the video so it's been really, really crazy in an awesome way. 
So now, just to put this in perspective, what was the social media impression impact when I joined the organization, by comparison? You know, so about 600% for LaMelo, for you, you know, it might have been close to to 300%. I knew it. I knew it. I'm coming for you, Melo. Uh, <laughs> we've got Diana Biffle here talking about the social media impact here as we head into 2021. And, and one you know, thing that uh, I've I've learned from reading some of the stuff that you, you've worked on in the past, and and just kind of getting a grasp of the team philosophy. In a lot of new media, new social media, it's not necessarily new media in the sense that we've created a, a new way of engaging things. It, it still all boils down to written things, uh, audio files, and video files. It's the way it's packaged and the way it's delivered to different audiences. H- have you seen one particular platform just? Just explode, or is it really across the board? However, fans choose to take in the content, it's there for them, and they're taking it in. That's a great question, and and you're speaking my language. It's it's so important to put out content that is created for the individual platforms, for the different audiences that are on each platform. That's something that we take a lot of pride in taking that extra effort um, to package this content in a way that works best. That the fans want on each platform. So I think I, I touched on it already. TikTok has just been an absolute phenomenon, especially over the last year. Um, it has a very unique algorithm that learns its users extremely quickly. It's incredibly efficient. And I mean, what's really cool about it is that it's also a very level playing field. So any person could get on TikTok and go viral, as they say, um, just by putting out a good piece of content, it doesn't matter who you are. Um, whereas other algorithms have a lot of other um, barriers for people to to reach the, the people that they may want to. So um, I think TikTok is huge. We've also seen a lot of growth on Instagram. We had recently um, one of the top teams in the NBA in terms of growth over the last couple months. So that's been really awesome. Um, we also recently reached 1 million followers on Twitter. Um, we've been really trying to reach that that benchmark for a while now, and it happened recently, and that was super exciting because we now have more than a million followers on each of the three major platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So that was a big kind of moment of celebration for us, for sure. Definitely a big moment. And, you know, it's kind of a sign of the times now. And just again, in in how teams are engaging with their fans. Uh, One thing that does make it difficult, of course, is the pandemic and restricted access to players. I think that the team uh, has been very forthcoming in granting access where they can, but there are NBA rules in place for a reason, and it's a good reason to protect the players and protect the end product. Uh, At the end of the day, it's not worth one TikTok video if, you know, the the team is put at risk of contracting COVID. Uh, So, you know, there, there are our restrictions. How has that forced the team to be more creative and maybe open a door that would have not otherwise been open had all this not happened? Yeah, that's, I mean, that was the challenge, right? When this all happened, we were so used to having access to our players almost every day after practice or after shoot around. Um, we were able to grab content that we needed, even if it was for just a few minutes. So um, it really took an enormous team effort from our entire organization, but we worked really closely with our PR team um, who 
are kind of our liaison with the players. And the players were so helpful in creating content from home for us. Um, so, you know, that's kind of what's pretty cool about this new generation of players. They're all pretty tech savvy. They're all content creators in their own right. So that was a really fun thing to explore even more, like saying, hey, Cody Zeller, we're going to send you a kit to create a, a tiny basketball hoop from Lowe's. And we're going to ask you to build it on camera. And Cody Zeller can just turn it on. And he has his own little show from home of himself building uh, a basketball hoop. So that was really, really cool. Um, we had players who just missed basketball, couldn't get into uh, a court, and were playing basketball at home. We had Devontae throwing his Coke bottle off of his balcony into a trash can um, and posting that. And that content, what we learned is that content was raw, it was authentic, it was genuine, and that was even more important at the time than having, you know, super high-res videos that we were used to getting. Um, it really was just about this connection and about reminding our fans that we're all here in the same boat, that, you know, even basketball players, uh, professional basketball players are at home staying safe, missing their favorite things too um and we're all in this together so it was a, a really great moment and i think you know as you mentioned it it also opened some doors for creativity our our entire digital team is unbelievable such talented people and they all really took this as an opportunity instead of a reason to just you know make excuses and say well we can't make content um everyone kind of stepped out of their comfort zone and tried new things we went out of our way to engage with fans in even more than we ever have in different ways. You know, we played tic-tac-toe using emojis with different fans and with other teams. Uh, we had more giveaways than we've ever had before. Um, just trying to, like you said, be that silver lining for our fans during a really difficult time. Um, one of my favorite things that we did was just this simple Twitter thread where we just said, hey, we're thinking of you, Buzz City. Tell us what's going on. And we had hundreds of fans respond and just tell us, you know, different things that they were struggling with or even telling us positive things that were happening in their lives. Um, and we were able to work with our partners to go through and respond to a lot of these fans and give away gift cards to Chick-fil-A, um, gift cards to Food Lion, um, Domino's. So really do our part to, you know, brighten our fans' day, even if it was in a tiny way, um, just to connect with them. So, um, it's been a very, very interesting, uh, gosh, 10, 11 months at this point. But I think we'll take a lot away from this time period in terms of finding new ways to create content, building those stronger relationships with our players to continue to build content with them, and just to uh, strengthen the relationship with our fans, which is really the entire purpose of social media for us. Well, we are all about helping people here on the Hornets Hivecast. So we are going to take our social media expert, Diana Biffle, in just a moment and have her help all of you out there increase your following and, you know, maybe build your, your social media brand in our third and final segment. But before we get there, I want to encourage everyone to take the opportunity to shop our best selling classic gear and jerseys. You can do that right now by visiting HornetsFanshop.com. The store is open periodically, and it will one day be open again, but you don't have to wait to get your city gear, the new mint uniforms. You can get it all right now by visiting HornetsFanshop.com to get all the new Hornets gear. 
third and final segment of this edition of the Hornets Hivecast, our last one in 2020. Diana, we made it. We're here at the end of the year. It's finally here, and I teased it already before that momentary pause. And now it's time to make good on this. You know everything there is to know about social media. I have tried for years to develop a following. It's just not going to happen. I'm not that cool. But there are a lot of people out there who have got the content, who have got the kind of social media skills. They just need a little guidance. What is the one tip you can give these people heading into 2021 that will help them build their social media brand? Wow, big question. But I would say the biggest thing that anyone can do to build a brand on social media is to listen. Um, Just like interpersonal relationships, listening to others often does a lot more than just spewing your own thoughts or talking about yourself all the time. So that is something that every brand, every person can do on social media as well. Um, Follow the people that you want to build a community with and engage with them, respond to their posts, see what kinds of content is interesting to them, um, and have conversations about that content. When they share things that you have an opinion about, respond to them um, and use that to inform your content. See how your content can help the people around you. How can it inform the people around you based on what they're talking about or questions that they have? How can it help them? How can it entertain them? you know, social media is a, an amazing place because you're really able to find people all over the world who may share your sense of humor um, and or who may have gaps maybe in their knowledge that you could fill and vice versa. Um, it's really a beautiful place to, to build those relationships, gain more information, network. Um, so I, I would say that and just knowing that may, not everyone's going to like your content and that's okay. You, every person has their um, their brand and their purpose and their value for others on social media, and it might not be for every single person, and that is totally fine. Very true. Very well said. She is Diana Biffle, the manager of social media and communications for the Charlotte Hornets. She is an expert in this stuff, so she would know. In our final segment of 2020, it's been such a difficult year on so many levels. I honestly feel bad feeling you know, good about some of the things that have happened for me personally here in 2020. Joining the Hornets is the best thing that will ever happen in my professional life, so I, I, you know, I feel guilty feeling happy about it. But there have been some silver linings, but I think we're all ready, I think it's safe to say, Diana, to turn the page to 2021, yes? Yes, certainly. I think the future is bright. So as we do that, uh, I think it is time that we have some New Year's resolutions. And as the song goes, may old acquaintance be forgot. I think it's old, not old. Um, But I'm forgetting all my old acquaintances. And moving on with my new one, Diana Biffle here. And we are going to do our New Year's resolutions. I I will go first. I, I resolve to really get out there and meet my new community here in Charlotte. And and that's, you know, easy to to say now, but I mean, I'm really chomping at the bit to get out there and meet people and get involved. And one of the things that really attracted me to this job beyond it, you know, being an NBA job, and that's obviously the dream for any play-by-play broadcaster, was the level of involvement the front office has within the community. Uh, It's not just something that's a throwaway that people here get involved in community service. It is something that is 
de- demanded of is not really the right word. It's something that's sought after by people here, and it's something that I really wanted to do again because uh, it's been a while since I've been involved with the team where you have that kind of personal interaction on a daily basis with your community. So that that's my resolution here for 2021. In addition, you know, having my family join me here in Charlotte, which is kind of important too. But I want to get to know my new family here in the Queen City. That's an amazing resolution, and I know the Queen City is so happy to have you, and I'll be so excited. Uh, For those of you who don't know, we haven't even, uh, we've only met in person just recently. We haven't spent a ton of time together because we only uh, go into the arena when there's a game. So um, we'll be so excited to hopefully this year spend some time uh, with you, Sam, in the office. I'm looking forward to seeing what the bottom half of your face looks like. I don't know. I've seen a, I've seen a picture, like a headshot thing on like like the business card type stuff for online. Otherwise, no idea what the bottom half of your face looks like. I know it's so wild. Um, so yeah, I think that's an awesome resolution. I think for me, part of it is something that I think all of us have learned in this really difficult different time and that's something I just want to continue is soaking up all the positives and the little things that I think all of us can get very caught up in you know where where are we in life right now do we are we where we want to be are we you know in the exact um just house that we want to be in or, or or getting caught up in material things um, and I think this year we've just really learned how important our relationships are with our families and, and how important it is to see the positives and see um, the little things in life that can brighten our day when maybe it feels like a lot of things around us are kind of falling apart. So I just want to keep that mindset um, going forward after this. I think just knowing that um, we're, we're all so lucky to especially, you know, work for such an amazing company get to watch basketball for a living. That's pretty incredible. But but also just to have the people in our lives that we have, you know, I'm thankful for my dog that he's cuddled up next to me right now. Like, how awesome is that? Um, so there's just so many little things that I want to just stay grateful for. And then I think on top of that, um, I have had a guitar for probably almost a decade. And I can still only play like two chords. So I want to uh, resolve to actually be able to play a few songs this year. And I may start with my my favorite, my girl Taylor Swift. It's an excellent resolution, but I, I do have to say, after nine months of basically being on house arrest, I don't. I think if you haven't learned the guitar yet, I don't know when you're going to find the time. Sam, don't give me a hard time. I know, I know. It's it's the next thing. I've really learned to cook more. That's been my thing. That is an A plus ratio. I have also gotten more into uh, baking and cooking. Uh, you know, I, I specialize in things that toddlers like to eat. So if it has chocolate in it and it's baked good, they're they're happy no matter what. Sounds good to me. There you go. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Diana, thank you so much for the time, and we look forward to talking to you many, many more times in 2021. Sounds awesome. Have a great night, Sam.
And to all of you out there, thank you so much for tuning in to the inaugural few editions of the Hornets Hivecast. Like I said, we look forward to getting to know you. And however dark 2020 might have been, it is certainly seeming to end on a brighter note with hope for a vaccine, a hope for a return to normal being widespread throughout the country and throughout our community, and hope for our basketball team, the Charlotte Hornets, to reach new heights, especially coming off a 118-99 to win in Dallas. Look forward to talking to you all in 2021. For now, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us here on the Hornets Hivecast.